Have you tried cognitive behavioral therapy or what we call CBT in dealing with your anxiety? Currently, with the coronavirus or COVID-19, there's lots of anxiety in the world. And most of us are using every tool we can find to reduce our feelings of anxiousness. And if you are using CBT, you may notice there's two small problems. One, it works only when you work it. And two, when you're truly flooded, it doesn't work at all. Changing your thoughts does help you feel better. And when you're not thinking about your thoughts, unfortunately what tends to happen is that your old negative feelings and emotions of worry, fear, and doubt come rushing back. When, when you are feeling feelings above what I call a three or a four on a scale of ten, trying to change your thoughts doesn't work at all. Cognitive therapy is a good tool with lots of wonderful research, but it has these limits. That happen when my thoughts are racing, or even worse, when my emotions are off the chart, and I can't even think straight. This is when CBT fails. These problems come from the fact that cognitive therapy only uses half of your thinking brain. And there's another thinking process that goes untapped. What's more, this other half of your thinking has much more power and influence over your emotions than all the words you can conjure with cognitive therapy. So if you have anxiety and are only getting limited results out of using cognitive therapy, then stick around and learn a new way to own your own cognitive processes and to calm your feelings of anxiety. Learn a new cognitive therapy. Hi, I'm Brett, your favorite shrink, right? I'm a licensed psychotherapist and the executive director for thegatheringofgoodpeople.com. We're a nonprofit dedicated to helping you grow emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. We've created this new series called Anxious to address the anxieties that have been created with coronavirus. And as I shared in the intro, I want to help you, those of you who are feeling anxious, by sharing with you a new kind of cognitive therapy. It's called your imagination. <laughs> Let me start with a story. I woke up the other morning and my anxiety, man, it was off the chart. Mornings are typically the worst, right? All night, my emotional mind is flooding my body with dreams that are filled with fear. After a night of fighting formless monsters which live in the shadows, um, the escape eluding me for my legs wouldn't move or work, and I was only... The only thing that could race was my heartbeat, right? <laughs> You've had those dreams. When you awake from a dream, you're free of the beast, which you could not escape in your dreams. But the effects 
the feelings of fear are alive in your body. And that's the way it was with me that morning. I wanted to do nothing but to get rid of my body and those awful feelings. Yet I couldn't. At that moment, it was easy for me to think dreadful and horrible thoughts. Fear quickly consumed my thoughts. However, my thoughts were not the source of the feelings. And therefore, they were not really much help in changing my emotions. For a time, I thought, okay, okay, I am safe. It was all a dream. It was all a dream. Uh, Those words were calming the storm just for a moment. But my thoughts drifted back to focusing on daily life. And my my fears then started inching their way back into my body. I could try to be vigilant with my thoughts, never allowing negativity to crop in. But such diligence and inwardness, it produces kind of a self-absorption that fear then tends to kind of follow. Continually tracking my thoughts makes me feel anxious, which is clearly opposite of what it should. But I'm, I'm sure you've had the same experience where you're focusing on your thoughts, focusing on your thoughts, focusing on your thoughts, focusing on your thoughts, and you're focusing on your thoughts so much that you get kind of obsessed with your thoughts. And that really doesn't help the anxiety, but only hurts it. Well, then I I learned something a while back um, that I thought I would put into play. I, I learned something called lucid dreaming. Do you know, you know what that is, right? Lucid dreams happen when you are half awake in your dream. You're lucid. And you can then influence your dreaming. During, during one night, I was in a jungle hut somewhere deep in the Amazon forest. Drug lords were and their henchmen were surrounding the hut with guns drawn. There was nowhere to go. These ruthless killers, they were coming, and there's nothing I could do about it. And I remember waking up, waking up in the dream and going, wait, hold on, this is a dream. Because it's a dream, I can change it. And so I remember kind of just laying there quietly in the dream, And I I decided that I would take control of the situation by entering the minds of all the assassins. I I changed what they were thinking. Instead of them being there to hurt or try to kill me, I imagined them as my protectors. Their violent tendencies then became my salvation my protection. The guns all swiveled from pointing towards me to pointing back into the jungle. Each was ready to protect me, even with their own lives. This time, when I woke up, I was feeling calm and protected. 
I had changed the dream from a nightmare to something pleasant, safe, even reassuring. Now, you may ask, what does that have to do with your anxiety? How is this kind of new therapy is going to help you change your situation? Well, lucid dreaming happens when you're asleep, true. But, but it's interesting because lucid dreaming illustrates an inner functioning of the brain. It demonstrates how your emotions are powerful, powerfully influenced by images. Your dreams are an expression of your deep, primitive, emotional mind. And when your emotional mind gives expression, it feels. It, it takes its feelings and does so by creating pictures or dreams. Your emotional mind expresses itself in pictures, not in words. So as I reflect on my dreams and hear the dreams of others, what's clear is that dreams are always very visual with little to no audio. You don't hear words in dreams, but I will have impressions of what's being expressed. And there's always this visual language going on in all of my dreams. Images and pictures, scenes that conjure emotion and express my feelings. What we see in dreams is basically how your brain works, or hmm, probably more specifically, how your emotional brain works. What we're seeing is that the emotional mind processes information and communicates in a very, very different form than your thinking mind. Allow me to give you a little bit of a brain neurophysiology to help you see what I'm talking about. See, your brain is divided into two hemispheres, and they're aptly named right and left. Your left hemisphere controls the right side of your body, and your right hemisphere controls the left side of your body. Now, these two halves um, of your outer neocortex also have two different functions. One is what I call your thinking mind, and the other is your creative mind. You and I, in fact, most people, see ourselves as the thinking mind, with all of its logic and words. The thinking mind is what we use in cognitive therapy. We think about our thinking processes and try to identify any distorted thoughts that could be triggering off the emotional mind into depression or anxiety. And again, this is the essence of the old cognitive therapy. When we correct these thought processes in an attempt to produce a, quote, a corrective emotional experience, it is all done with the left 
brain, the left thinking brain. But from what we can see from dreams, the emotional mind is not verbal. It's visual. The right side of your brain is visual. It is your creative mind or creative brain. The images created here are far more powerful and influential than influential on your emotional mind. The limbic system, which is where the emotional mind lives or what it's the name of the structure in your brain that creates your emotions, it, it is a reactive brain. The limbic system, the emotional brain, is a reactive brain. It reacts to what we see as well as what we think in terms of what we picture or imagine. And so when you say um, to yourself, I can't, I can't whatever, I can't do something, your emotional mind doesn't really understand what that means. I can't. That means nothing. I can't what? <laughs> That's a thought. I can't is a thought. It's words. And to your emotional mind, um, it can't process those words. Your thinking brain understands the implications of those two words, I can't. But your emotional brain doesn't understand any of it. What your emotional brain actually is reacting to are the pictures of you failing. Of all the things that will go wrong because you can't. The words are meaningless. It's the images or what you're imagining that causes your feelings. So all old cognitive therapy works because it does change the words in your mind and then that changes the pictures in your head, which in turn stimulates new feelings from the limbic system. So there is some kind of effect going on. But this new cognitive therapy I want to suggest is useful because it taps directly into your creative mind and not your thinking mind as a way to direct your feelings. The second principle of the gathering is something that we talk about a lot. It's called, you are what you meditate on. For you to create change, you need to shift what you visualize in your mind. We need to stop focusing on what you don't want, all the problems of the past, and focus on what you do want. Picture good things, and you will then feel good because your emotional mind only understands these images. Now, let me give you an application for this new kind of therapy for you, right? And for your anxieties. As you're dealing with COVID anxiety, you are picturing all kinds of horrible things. Maybe you are, you know, visualizing something that you watched on the news. Imagining, like, someone in the hospital with tubes down their nose and throats. Or maybe imagining yourself or someone you love on a ventilator. 
those are great images for producing anxiety. If you, however, want to create peace, you're going to need to change those images. You need to, ch- you need to picture yourself feeling healthy, being strong, seeing those you love doing well. Visual, visualize all of us getting through these tough times and doing all right. Right away, as you do so, anxiety may jump up in reaction to those images. Seeing everything okay may actually produce some anxiety. That would be how my brain would react at first. See, my anxiety has one goal, to stay anxious, right? And thereby, it thinks it's going to stay safe. That's why I have anxiety. My anxiety thinks that being anxious is a protective place. It is how I avoid danger. If a lion is attacking and you lay down to take a nap, you're dead, right? (laughs) Uh, You have been pumped with signals of being on red alert for years Turning them off will not be a simple one-shot event. You're going to need to practice meditating on a new message for your emotional mind to change. But telling yourself is not going to work. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's not going to fix it. I want you to create a new meditation where you see yourself safe. Start with your imagination. Think, what would safe look like? If you and the ones you love um, are going to be fine, what would that look like? Dream about being together at dinner. And this whole nightmare being over. See yourself in the future going back to normal life. But maybe with more appreciation and gratitude for the simple things of life. Spend all the time in the world creating these positive pictures. What? would it look like if I was safe? What would it look like if my family was safe? What would it look like if everyone I loved was safe? Now you may take these pictures, create them, and then go back and change them. Make new images of what it would look like to be safe. It doesn't matter. The more images, the more practice. And the more you meditate on this idea, the better. The key is create pictures in your mind. And actually, I would suggest one more small tip for you. Oftentimes for me, I get these really cool exercises, like something like this. Visualize positive things. And I think, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I should do that. And then I forget. Do you forget? I bet you do, too. Well, 
One of the techniques that I use is I use my anxiety as an alarm clock. You know, alarm clocks are annoying, irritating. Beep, 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 beep. Well, they're made to be annoying and irritating because it wakes you up. Well, I like to use my anxiety as an annoying alarm clock. Whenever I notice myself feeling anxious, I wake up and I go, whoa, I'm in a daydream or a daymare, right? And then I'm, I'm visualizing all these negative things, just like a nightmare. And what I want to do is I want to wake up. What, what, wait, what? What am I visualizing? What am I thinking about right now? What am I picturing in my head? And when I wake up in my dream, then I want to go back. And I want to change my dream into something positive. Remember the phrase we learned in the very beginning? Lucid dreaming. Let your anxiety trigger your lucid dreaming during the day. If you're feeling anxious, it's because you're visualizing something scary. Let that wake you up. Go in, interrupt that dream, and think the thought, what would it look like to be safe? To have a bubble of light glowing, God's light, God's energy protecting me. What would it look like to be in a fort with a million guards <laughs> fighting off any kind of enemy? What would, it be, what would it look like if I had my own dragon that would eat and devour and burn anybody that would get in my way? <laughs> whatever imagination, whatever images you want to create for safety, you can create them. But wake yourself up from the nightmare of COVID-19 and create a new dream for yourself. Visualize something new. What would it look like if I was safe? To learn more about how to create change, I want to suggest you join our support group or download, download one of our online courses. All of it can be found on thegatheringofgoodpeople.com. Again, I'm Brett, your favorite shrink, and I want to thank you so much for listening in. Take care.